<laughs> exactly. You put a face to the username, and it, it's cool to just. Welcome, Fingerspace Podcast. I'm your guest host, Nash, also known as Sorry for Fingerboarding. And we are excited to be chatting with Noah of Doom Lagoon. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button on your streaming platform of choice. This show is sponsored by Fingerspace.co, which provides fingerboarding gear for riders of all skill levels and budgets. Use code FSPOD for 10% off your order. All right, Noah, if you've listened to any of these other episodes, you know we like to ask this question. How did you hear about and get into fingerboarding? Oh, man, that takes me way back. I grew up playing with tech deck dudes i think when i was in kindergarten i tech got my dudes, first like little character yeah do you remember those yeah yeah those are so cool <laughs> yeah i remember i one of my neighbors had a, a big collection of tech deck dudes he was a little bit older and i was in kindergarten and i remember thinking that those were the craziest looking things ever they were super cool and i remember asking him i was like hey man like can i have one i don't remember exactly what i said but i remember asking him for one and he told me no. He told me that I couldn't have one. So I <laughs> grabbed one of his little, you know how like they would come on like those little magnetic skateboards. They were really small, like the little magnetic tech decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just grabbed one of those and slid it into my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> what a start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that was, that was my first like, uh, I guess in a, like I'm putting this in air quotes. Obviously, you can't see, but air quote fingerboard. Mm-hmm. That was my that was my first fingerboard, and then I from there I just always enjoyed playing with tech decks. And then I think back in 2009 or 2010, I can't remember which year they released them, but they released these little performance series. They were like the wooden tech decks, but they had these like one piece indie trucks where you couldn't take off the wheels or anything it was just the trucks and wheels like combined mm-hmm, with like the that. wooden deck yeah and i i got one of those one of my other neighbors his mom worked for mattel oh, and mm-hmm. she was like stocking shelves with you know all sorts of different toys and i remember she had a bunch of those and he gave me one of those and i remember taking off the trucks and like sanding down the it was like one of those blue baker graphics and i remember sanding it down and just like drawing my own stuff on there with like a little red sharpie and yeah from there it it grew into what it is now i guess (laughs) yeah i don't know if we could say you're uh showing your age but when Tech Dudes came out, for me, I, I do believe I'm just a little bit older than you. They didn't have the magnetic boards yet. So those were a little newer than the first versions where they stuck to the foot with a peg. I don't know if you've ever had any ones like that. Uh, no, I so, had the magnetic ones. Yeah, yeah. Because the magnetic ones without having a peg on the board, yeah, you could actually try to use it. So to know that's like your first like fingerboard, air quotes fingerboard, that's a <laughs> that's pretty cool start. That it went from oh, yeah. like an an action figure to into a hobby into now this brand for you. I, I oh, think yeah. that's really cool. And and when you brought up the performance series tech deck, those were those first ones that came in like the really like looked like a DVD case box, right? And it was yeah, like, they had like, 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 it was like almost a like a shadow box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. It had like wood. It looked like wood and then grip tape on the other side. I kind of remember those. Yeah, uh-huh. and yep. they were super. They were super flat. I remember oh, yeah. that mold. Super that mold flat. was like super flat. But uh-huh. you know that was like the first wooden you know branded tech tech those those are very interesting and a, and a good start for a lot of people knowing that that's where your start was it brings us to our next question what were your initial thoughts 
and opinions on the tech deck and fingerboarding craze. So let's let's see where you we know where you started, and now let's hear where your uh, opinions are on this craze. Op- opinions now or opinions, let's say back in you know like a decade ago. Back like when you were in middle school, as kids okay. were fingerboarding or elementary school. Like, what did you think about it then, and what do you think about it now? Totally. Yeah. Well, first of all, my first like actual pro finger well actually i guess i should i should probably rewind a little bit further so after i got that performance tech deck right mm-hmm. i remember thinking like wow this is pretty sweet like this is actually you know like a wooden tech deck like i wonder if there's other stuff out there like this right so i remember looking up like wooden tech deck or wooden finger skateboard i don't remember exactly what i looked up but i remember the first thing that popped up on my like google search was northwoods oh do you yeah, know northwoods yeah yeah uh they make the grip tape uh they make a grip tape company too yeah yeah yeah. that's where i know them from yeah so yeah so my first the first fingerboard that i ever came across was like a a pro fingerboard that i ever came across was a northwoods and i remember going onto the website and thinking whoa like this is crazy not only does he have you know wooden fingerboards that aren't you know (laughs) popsicle stick like super flat kicks concave Mm -hmm. you know he Mm -hmm. had some pretty pretty unique shapes and i remember at the time his big stick had just come out which was like his new big shape and you know guess what size the the extra wide big stick was nash it was it was a 29 millimeter (laughs) yeah yeah i was gonna say 29 30 maybe yeah yeah it was a 29 millimeter big Mm -hmm. yeah exactly exactly so I, i remember getting that and it came with those do you remember those old allen wrench yeah screwing screwing axle yeah yeah or for the axles yeah the axles man oh damn yeah that's yeah <laughs> i remember those because you had to you used to have to use those to put in the bearing wheels because the bearings yet didn't fit through the tech deck axles i i yep. recalled those yeah man yep. that's classic so i i got some of those trucks and bearing wheels i had no idea that there was actually you could get fingerboards that had bearing wheels that i remember that blew my mind especially like when it it first came i remember opening it up i set it up and i was just blown away that that this tiny skateboard actually had bearing wheels there was actually bushings in the trucks and you know this shape that i was using didn't feel like the same you know tech deck shape that i had been using for you know however many years before that so it was a game changer i remember i remember opening that up and using that and bringing it with me to middle school and all of my friends were just absolutely baffled they had never seen anything like it before and and did you have foam tape on your board at that time um originally when i set it up i did not i had it with skate grip and then mm-hmm. i think maybe a year later i finally transitioned to foam tape it because i found some of that the p-rep tape they what did they call it i think they called it shape no, I, I don't remember, you know, what year was this? This is probably 2011. Okay, so 2011 was my, my quiet stint out of the fingerboard scene. So as I came back in 2013, uh, I was still only familiar with the brands I work, I had worked with in the past and those P-reps and stuff like that. I had no idea what those were when I came back to so 2011. I, I'm in like a gray area because I was just fingerboarding on, you know, Berlin Woods from 2009 and our original fingerboards from 2007, 2008, nine stuff like that. So I don't remember the P-Rep grip, but that's really cool to hear about. This is where your start was from 
skate grip to the P-rep and uh, finding bearing wheels, you know, it's a, it's a different journey for everyone. Oh, yeah. And then discovering P-rep, too. I mean, you know, a lot of people kind of sit around and they'll they'll knock P-rep all the time, telling, saying that it's, you know, cheap stuff. But really and truly, I, P-rep is a, is a, I feel like they're part of what's made fingerboards fingerboards because they are a company that has allowed so many people to get into fingerboarding at such a low price point. So it's just yeah, introduced so many people to the scene, yeah. which is awesome. Very accessible too. You know, it's always it's always right there open for a new fingerboarder to get at. Totally. Um, yeah, so we went from skate grip, foam grip, screw in axles. I feel like people don't even know about screw in axles anymore. I try to bring that up all the time because when I first started fingerboarding, you used to have to yank the axles out with like needle nose pliers and then, <laughs> then put, thread them in. You put JB Weld on a toothpick and dip it into that like hollow hole in the axles and it didn't go all the way through and then try and put screws that barely fit in there and just hope you didn't put them <laughs> crooked so like yeah i mean i feel like a lot of people don't talk about that these days so it's cool to know that that you had that in your beginning um, oh yeah those those things pain pain in the butt especially when they would strip when you turn them like yeah. a, a quarter <laughs> a quarter too tight dude you just had to get it just right if you tightened them too much dude you were done for right right so <laughs> We met at my contest years back. I can't even put a date to it now. I remember you showing up because you had some wheels that when you did frontside ollies on the big mini, they were so loud and I was so hyped that I could hear the bearings roll while you were in the air. I, I remember like, <laughs> damn, this is awesome. <laughs> like like you're doing a frontside air, you're floating through the air and you're, here's your bearings like, like Hissing. oh, it's, yeah, it's so cool. How long had you been fingerboarding at that point when we met at Sari over at Grinders years back? Oh man! And and was so, that your first event? That was my first event. Yeah, I okay. I had never been to an event prior to that. I'm trying to think. What year was that? Was that 2015? 2014? It might have been 15 or 14. Okay, because I think it was. Yeah. I think my first Sari event was like number five or six. If it was five or six, it's definitely. Uh, 15 because yeah, we did that sounds we right. did we did four in the tour in 2014 so yeah 20 early 2015 yeah i'm trying to think so around 2011 2012 that's when i first like well 2010 is when i first like really got into it with that performance tech deck or maybe it was 2011 i don't know I, i'd have to look at the dates on which they were released so yeah, that i could refresh yeah. my memory but it was in that area and then i'd say mm -hmm. in around 2012 2013 i kind of went a little mia um and then kind of came back making boards for some kids at the middle school in 2013 and then 2014 i started really actually trying to make boards and then 2015 i was like pretty much i wouldn't say dialed at making boards but i was yeah i was making boards pretty consistently and they weren't completely unusable so right right i've probably been properly fingerboarding at that time for maybe four years okay so the skills, the skills didn't show for it though don't worry <laughs> <laughs> about four years about four years and i'm just gonna put you on blast about four years into the scene you were the suffixy kid and fingerboarding on the side and uh, make and starting this uh, project of uh, fingerboards, and and that brings me to the next question I got for you: How did you get started with Doom Lagoon, and where did you draw inspiration from? And before I let you continue, and I, I hope you touch on this, but the original name 
or brand before Doom Lagoon with you was Cali Fingers, right? Mm -hmm. Right, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I was like, dang, like trying to remember <laughs> what the name was. Oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. And was it that first event that you came out as Cali Fingers or was it another one when you brought the park? Um, no, it was that, that first one I came out with boards with Cali Fingers. So, yeah, so let's let's rewind a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah, let's, let's hear the journey. I guess 2011, right, after I had gotten that performance mm -hmm. board or whatever and sanded off the graphic, decided to make it myself after I would gotten the uh, Northwoods and everything, I really started looking at them and thinking, hey, you know, how could I make one of these myself? I think every person who's ever fingerboarded has ever thought that. You know, you, you look at a fingerboard, you're like, huh, how do you make one of these? And what's the first thing you do? You go on YouTube, you look up how to make a fingerboard, you watch the video of them, you know, melting the tech deck kicks and bending yeah. them so that they're not, you know, the same as the tech decks <laughs> yeah. and then clamping it together like that. And so that was kind of obviously how it started and then building Bondo molds, stuff like that. And then eventually I had a Bondo mold that I used for, I don't know, like a year and a half and it, it worked great. And I was just, you know, so sick of really just having to drill holes perfectly every single time. I mean, it was you know, right, you know no those, pins. you know those no times. Pins. Yeah, <laughs> no, no pins. pins. And you're like putting a tech deck on top or something, and just like try and mark holes, and then like they're either not straight or they're off center, or yeah, just so many variables. Well, even yeah. even if you use the tech deck as a guide, you'd still somehow pull the tech deck off, and your holes would still not be straight. And you're like, what the heck yep. just happened? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. Good old bondable days. I'm I'm happy that was your beginning, because because man, those those were uh, yeah, times cave, have changed. Cave, caveman days to put it the least <laughs> yeah yeah dude totally totally so yeah so i after i kind of got you know i well actually i guess i decided that i wanted to you know make my own company like every little fingerboard kid thinks and mm -hmm. i you know came came up with the name cali fingers and kind of rolled with that for a while then eventually i think in 2014 I finally, finally caved and I, I got myself an NFB mold. I remember my parents were so mad. They're like, you really spent 200 something dollars on a fingerboard mold? Like, that's ridiculous. Like, what are you ever going to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sure enough, I, I proved them wrong. But yeah, so Cali Fingers was from like, I'd say 2012 to about 2017 which is mm -hmm. basically just the name that i was making boards under and then in 2017 i left for college off to mm -hmm. fort lewis college in durango colorado so i mean i i wasn't in california anymore so it couldn't be couldn't be cali fingers if i was going to continue right, making right. boards or whatever i would change it to what colo colo fingers <laughs> or maybe like durango deck you know, I mean, you could have you could have kept playing on the words with the state Durango decks. I, I would have been about it, too. <laughs> but yeah, so so when I originally got to college, I was living in a dorm. I didn't really have anywhere to actually make boards. And so I was like, you know what? I think it's it's time to put Cali fingers on the shelf and just call it. It was a fun run and, you know, time to move on to new things in life and spent, you know, the rest of my college years except for my senior year, the rest of my college years, basically just focusing on school, um, sports, Nash, as you know, I, you know, grew up racing bikes and that's yeah. ultimately why I went to the school that I did was for that. Cause they had a, a varsity D one cycling team. So I was racing for them and just really didn't have a lot of time for making boards. And 
then my senior year, I was living in an apartment, and the apartment complex that I was living in had garages. And I'd always wanted one just to like store my bikes and all my other crap. Mm-hmm. And finally just ended up caving, got myself a garage and decided, you know what? Like now that I have a garage, like I could I could try to try to bring something back. Like I miss making fingerboards. Like I, I as you probably know as a, another deck maker, like it's fun making boards. It's cool being yeah. able to sit there, look at different woods, play with different woods and, you know, build whatever you want with them and whatever colors, whatever customization you want like there's something satisfying about just being able to sit there and work with these, you know, pieces of woods that came from yeah. nature, you know, it, you, it, it's using cool. Using your hands to create, and especially being able to relate to your story. You spent hours on a bike, and now you can create something in your garage. It's just another good place to take your mind off things and just keep your keep your mind flowing, you know. And I, I want to pull back a little bit to when you had your Cali fingerboards, and I, I want to say that I used to really like those, uh, I think you called them, like, shell ply decks. And you had like those like uh I don't even know what it was, but you had like those uh foils or or yeah, synthetic the, synthetic material, you know, on the bottom totally. slide. Those were those were really cool. Totally, yeah. And then you know, Kelly Fingers was cool. It was, it was definitely a a project, you know, it was a high school project for sure, you know. Mm-hmm. My, as as I got older though, and you know, once I got to the point where I wanted to start creating boards again, my senior year of college you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I felt like I had outgrown Cali Fingers a bit. You know, a lot of the yeah. themes felt a little immature for me, and they kind of just didn't fit with, you know, my current style and, you know, what I was doing in my life, where I was in life and stuff like that. You know, obviously, I wasn't mm-hmm. going to be making Cali Fingers boards in Colorado. That's obviously just one, <laughs> yeah. one counterintuitive point right there. But just there was so much else that had changed, you know. And so I guess that kind of brings us full circle into, you know, how Doom Lagoon was born. Um, and it's funny, I, <laughs> I was working with somebody that you actually know, James Hillier. Yeah, 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 I know James. <laughs> he was, yes. he was managing a cleaning company and mm-hmm. we were doing construction cleanup in, it was horrible. It was literally the worst thing ever. Just going around cleaning up construction sites, like just the most boring, mindless work that was just numbing yeah and i i hated it i i literally hated it and i remember i'd always brought my fingerboard with me because i no matter what i always had a fingerboard with me that's Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. one thing that never changed (laughs) yeah but um i remember like being like wow like you know i miss i i long for simpler times where you know i could i could just make fingerboards and you know enjoy that and not have to sit in a you know construction site and have to pick up trash and peel tape off of door frames and or, uh, get a razor maybe, blade and <laughs> yeah or maybe sitting on the side of the road with you know one of james's always broken down cars <laughs> <laughs> and uh and, and just a s- sidebar when you were with them was his ringtone still saying that t-pox song when if heaven's got a ghetto or did he change that <laughs> I think I think he changed it. I think he changed it. <laughs> yeah, that does. I always remember that about about James. Yeah, he had that as his ringtone. It's like, yo, dude, like, turn that off. <laughs> no one wants to hear it. <laughs> that sounds like James. That sounds like yeah. James for sure. But yeah, yeah, so I basically at the time, I mean, I was, you know, just so burnt out on doing that. I was like, I I can't just keep doing this. Like, I need to I need to be able to do something and actually put some creativity into it, and not just sweep up dust and you know, 
get razor <laughs> yeah. blades and cut off tape and stuff like that. So yep. I was super over it and I just decided, you know what? Like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to do this again. I think I'm going to give this another whirl and mm-hmm. just see where it goes. Yeah. That that's ultimately how, how Doom Lagoon was born. It was, it was me yeah. burnt out from a cleaning job and, just wanting to do something else and longing for just simpler times where, you know, I could just sit in the garage and have fun creating things. And, you know, I think the best part, and I think you could probably relate to this too. I think the best part about making fingerboards is not only, you know, having that great finished product, but being able to, you know, ship it to somebody and see them open it or whatever, see them use it. But just knowing that somebody out there, maybe across the country, maybe across the street, wherever it may be, or sometimes even across the world, that somebody out there Mm -hmm. is using something that you created and they love it. Like, that's the coolest feeling ever. By any chance, do you keep a map of where all your orders went? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure I could dig it up somehow, but no. But that'd be really cool to get, like, a little world map and just put pins in every single time. We do that. We do that, um, me and my dad. Just like, you know, if it's L.A. twice, we ain't put in a pin on L.A. twice, you know, or SoCal or NorCal or, you know, somewhere general that we can access. But if it's mm-hmm. like, like, you know, Indonesia or Thailand or China, you know, Germany, wherever, we always try to mark those spots on the map and, you know, just to see it grow when we started that. We didn't do it since the beginning, which is kind of a bummer. But when we did start it to see how many pins are all over the world now, it's it's kind of crazy and yeah it's such a satisfying point of owning a fingerboard brand is just knowing someone's stoked to see this art you made let alone you know you're building and wood crafting and now it's also a hobby toy and a performance item for someone to be stoked about you know so it's like yeah it will keep the drive to build constantly over and over you know and i have a question when you restarted as doom lagoon what came first the decks or the bushings or did they come um, together? Well, okay, so the bushings I had been doing since back in the Cali Fingers days. I used to call them Cali Cushions. Yeah, I remember they were see-through. I have, I found some brand new the other day. Oh, really? That's too oh, either funny. they were see-through or they glow in the dark. But like, I yeah, found I a think brand, I had a bunch uh, of different colors. Yeah, I like a brand new set I found the other day, and I was like, oh, these are like nose bushings from back when. Yeah, yeah. When you came back, was it was it the bushings or the decks both? I mean, ultimately, the idea was to to do boards and all that stuff. And my dad had was coming to visit at the time, and I mm-hmm. remember telling him, "I'm like, hey, bring everything that I have in the garage, like literally everything, all the extra wood that I had laying down, all the vices that I had, all of the literally every fingerboard related tool. I had him bring it, and he did. Yeah. And I was waiting for new molds because actually I had sold the that NFB mold that I was using for the Cali finger stacks. I had actually sold that to Jared over mm. at sponsor me tape. Nice. And That's cool. Yeah, yeah. He actually, he still uses the mold today, which is awesome. It's his Iberville mold. So if you ever, if anyone ever wants a, a throwback to some old Cali fingers days, since I'm obviously not making boards under that brand anymore and under different molds, if you ever wanted to try out what that mold was like, it's his Iberville mold. Awesome. That's good to know. See, I never knew that. That's really cool. Learn something new every day. Learn something Thank new you. every day. But yeah, so yeah. I had him, bring all that stuff and i remember getting all of the all my you know tools to make bushings and stuff like that and at the time i was waiting for new molds to come 
And so in the meantime, I was like, well, you know, I guess we could just launch and just do bushings until, you know, everything's ready for boards. And so, yeah, we kind of just initially launched with floaties. Okay, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I remember when I saw the brand come back. Uh, and I, I remember being really stoked because your bushings were, were good. You know, they had a nice rebound. It was there was like, okay, this starting off as a hardware company, he'll come back with deck sooner than later. I, I, I knew it was in your wheelhouse, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So how has building a fingerboard brand changed your perspective on the fingerboard community? Ooh. And you've been um, in a you've been in a few now, you know, California, Colorado, and now you're in Texas. So yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah, in three hot spots and Arizona. Yeah, you've been <laughs> in like four hot spots, man, for fingerboarding. But yeah, tell us about it. How how it, how it's changed your perspective on the community? Yeah, totally. Um, you know the, the the thing about community, especially in fingerboarding, is obviously there's there's the big community as a whole that encapsulates everybody who who rides a fingerboard. But then I I feel like every brand has their own unique community. Like you have. You have your cult following for sorry for fingerboarding, right? Like you have your mm-hmm. your guys who have been supporting for X amount of years, or your guys who you know are just your your rider dies, and the only yeah. thing they want to ride is a sorry deck. And so, like th- building your own little community surrounding your brand, I feel like that's really a huge a huge integral part of being a fingerboard brand. But then on top of that, you know how you how you integrate that into the actual full size community, or I guess the macro community as a whole it's cool i mean like you said i mean i've I've been i've been in some fingerboard hotspots for sure i mean california is is the craziest colorado was pretty crazy too especially at the time when i was there i mean this fb was blowing up arizona just has a ton of fingerboarders and tons of red dudes and yeah now now i'm here in texas i did not and that's you know that's one thing that i really want to do while here in texas i think the biggest Actually, I guess the the biggest hurdle for me for not doing it was just the fact that I had no parks. And, you know, obviously in order to host a, an event, you obviously want to have parks. You don't want to just be sitting at a picnic table with, you know, somebody's little mini ramp and a couple kickers and maybe a rail. <laughs> like that wouldn't be yeah. super fun. But now yeah, that I, I have my it. own place and my own workshop, you know, and, and the ability to create more, I think that that's going to change a lot. I think being able to to really build the Doom Lagoon community and the, you know, just the big macro community out here, I think that'll be huge. And just being able to make parks to to be able to, you know, actually get that spark. Yeah. Well, I'll let you in on a little tip. There's a four sorry stair set in Texas, two of them being in Houston. So yeah, you got. I, I could direct you to those people, and uh, maybe you guys can link up. and And there's like two little plazas for your next event ready to go. And oh, then you yeah. guys got you got the guys up north. I believe it's north of Houston, right in Dallas. Dallas. That yeah, they totally. got good vibes up there, and they got some sorry parks too. And when uh, we got the collab up there, so if you do an event in Texas, I'll be there. I'll, I'll support in any way I can. I I really love the Texas scene, so. Uh, I'm I'm happy to learn that you're there now, and uh, yeah, if you ever and, need a place to stay too, man. I'm crashing. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, you can build. You'll build that community, and I'm happy to support it the same way you did for us as we were starting in our second year at Grinders in our earlier days. Yeah, and I think you know events are is where you really 
it, it all comes together. You know, you can you can yeah. be on social media and you talk to all these people, and you you know how it goes. You make all these connections mm-hmm. with with friends that you technically don't even really know. You know, it's all yeah. these all these people under their alias fingerboard accounts. Mm-hmm. You put a face and, to the username. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? you put, exactly. You put a face to the username, and it, it's cool to just be in a an environment where there's you know. 50 or 25 however many people there are there's there's multiple people that all are there all having a good time just over one little thing it's just a you know a fingerboard it's it's crazy you know you you get people that come out from the outside they're like what the heck are these guys doing and <laughs> yeah. they look at it they're like what like what the heck i remember all the people that were at grinders they'd like peer around they'd be like what the heck is going on looking at us yeah. with all sorts of weird looks yeah and then they give you that always the same quote oh guys they're tech decking and then, yeah. like, man, the boards have gotten so much bigger since I saw them last time. These were the craziest things in high school, you know, because they're a little older or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Always the same spiel, like, okay, cool, that's a tech tech. You want to see this one? Like, wood, bearing wheels, you know, casted trucks. Like, this is not a tech tech. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you really you really pull the community together at those events. And, and yeah, totally. I mean, my, being able myself to travel around in different events, different states, different countries, you know, meeting all these people, it just makes the conversations easier on Instagram. Like, oh, yeah, I, I know how this guy is. Like, you know, I could tell him this joke or, you know, I or, oh, I got to watch out with, you know, this person. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, totally, totally. They're, they're mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, there's, so, there's a few of them out there. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's the whole thing. So, yeah, I mean, community, it's fingerboard community something just to love and, and cherish in this subculture of a subculture, you know, it's, it's Oh yeah, it's the for best. sure. And it's, you know, it's cool because I, the events really, they almost break the stigma, you know, obviously there, there's a big stigma surrounding fingerboarding. Oh, you're just playing with toys. Oh, you're an adult playing with toys, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you, you get everyone in, in the, like in an event situation and nobody gives a shit. Yeah, you know, exactly. For, for lack of better terms, I, I don't mean to cuss, but <laughs> like really, really and truly, like no one cares. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there could be people watching and, you know, if you're self-conscious, it, maybe it bugs you. But when you're there with, you know, 30 other people doing the same exact thing, all of your worries go down the drain. No one cares. All of the worries go down the drain. And, and it's kind of off subject, but on the same in the general sense. I've been like randomly out restaurants lately. And you're seeing like ESPN streaming cornhole events. And I'm like, yo, why isn't fingerboarding on TV when we're watching guys throw beanbags into a wooden circle? You know what I mean? I'm like, fingerboarding should be on TV. Yeah, I mean, the the name of it even, cornhole, man, come on. (laughs) There's not even no corn in the thing. I mean, maybe it's in the beanbag and it's not beans. I, I don't know. But like, yeah, all those worries go out the door. But as I've been out in the public, some restaurants seeing that on TV, I'm just like, man, we need fingerboarding broadcasts on TV, dude, because because it's in that it's in a weird space cornhole. And sorry if anyone cornhole experts out there, but no, cornhole I mean, is cool. Cornhole is cool. It's awesome. Just... Awesome. I just think fingerboarding needs its chance in the spotlight. You know. Totally. I think TikTok has really helped with that. I I know a lot of people who you know I've got I've made friends through work. And mm-hmm. all of my friends that I've met through work, when I, you know, mention, hey, you know, I also make fingerboards, they're like, oh, fingerboards? I've seen those on TikTok. Like, I see a bunch of guys on TikTok that, like, do all sorts of crazy tricks and stuff on them. 
And I think yeah. TikTok has really kind of elevated fingerboards a little bit and kind of put them a little bit more on the map than Instagram did because really and truly, yeah. I mean, there's tons of people out there on TikTok that are just blowing up, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I was reading something not too long ago that said TikTok was like the second best search engine for people, depending on the age demographic. So people are mm -hmm. using it like Google, you know, which is kind of cool. And while we wrap this up here, why don't you tell us about your favorite fingerboard gear and why it means so much to you? My favorite fingerboard gear? Yeah, gear, setup, ramps. You know, oh, what's man. your favorite piece of fingerboard equipment? I mean, I think I think all deck makers are alike in in this way of thinking. But I I don't know about you, Nash. Do you only ride your own boards for the most part? Ninety five percent are my boards. Yeah. And if they're <laughs> not my board, it's like the Black River Sorry collab, or like you know, it's like my collab deck with someone else, and it still says sorry on it. You know, it's biased. Oh, yeah. It's biased, and if that's how you are, I totally get it. Yep, I'm the exact same way. I think I think a lot of makers are the same way because obviously when you're when you're fine tuning and trying to perfect your craft, I mean, there's there's certain things that have to remain constant, right? Like mm -hmm. you got to have the same mold, otherwise if if you're playing around with different molds trying to test different things, all of a sudden you're like, "Wait a second. Something yeah. something ain't right. Something ain't right." So just being able to I guess the reason why I use my own boards is for that. You know, obviously I I only have one mold as of right now. That Okay. The subject to change, but for right now, I only have one mold, and whenever I'm trying out new things, making sure that you know things work, um, yeah, I mean that's that's my go-to. It's it's my own stuff, but on t I, I I do like the uh, the sponsor me tape uh, Iberville mold. That's a great mold. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm sure that was great. <laughs> yeah, and uh. Yeah, how about, uh, because you brought up sponsor me tape, and, and yeah, I know we're closing, but we didn't talk about this. You got one of the coolest packagings out there with Doom Lagoon papers. You know, I oh, got to yeah. say, that, that's one of the coolest packagings out there, you know, ho holding, like, the I think maybe one of the first 0.5 millimeter tapes I tried uh, in, the, in, in time. And uh, yeah, man, props to that. I, I think that's, one of my favorite parts of your brand and, and seeing you lately working with, I think it's resin and, and wood. And, and that's been really cool to see too. Oh you know, you're man, just, that's, you're just that's the bane of my existence right there. You're pushing an <laughs> envelope that hasn't been done. Props to you on that. You know, we'll have to bring you back on here and, uh, and maybe you can uh, talk about resin and, and bringing out these, you know, art pieces of boards realistically. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that, man. But yeah, they are, as with all things fingerboarding, right? You think about it, you're like, yeah, it's going to be easy. It's going to be such an easy process. No problem. I can do that. And then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. once you actually start putting it into work, you're like, oh, there's this. Oh, there's this. Oh, there's also this. And it's just one one hiccup after the next hiccup. And that's that's how those resin plies have been for me. It's a, has, has it's a work in progress. Has exploded on you? I've been curious to know that, like, if you're trying to cut a veneer and it just, like, explodes. It hasn't exploded. I haven't run into that issue yet. But what I have, the issue that I'm running into right now, and it's, you know, it's funny because when you think of fingerboards, you think of just the basics. Oh, you're sanding it. Oh, you're putting it through the router. Oh, you're drilling the mm -hmm. holes. But, like, right now my biggest hiccup is I'm kicking up so much resin dust. And <laughs> most people know resin, resin dust is very toxic right so <laughs> yeah. my biggest project right now before 
anything is getting a dust collection system set up in my uh in my garage and you know a lot of people are like hey man well why like what what's tape what's the hold up what why can't you just crank them out it's like there's there's so many small micro projects that surround each big macro project that so yeah. many people just don't even see it's like you know those pictures of like the iceberg and it's like you see the tip of the iceberg and then there's the giant mm-hmm. iceberg below yeah 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 yeah, that's all fingerboard the hard projects is a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, that's fingerboard projects in a nutshell. Like right here, yeah. I'm struggling and f- trying to figure out a, the best way to make a dust collection system. Meanwhile, people are like, "Man, why aren't you creating more plies?" I'm like, "Chill out first. <laughs> you're just chill out. you're just trying to breathe clean air, and you're getting grilled for it." <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, man, uh, plug us away on where we can find your board, find your Instagram, and we'll wrap this up. Yeah, Instagram is at doom.lagoon. Again, at doom.lagoon. And then website is doomlagoon.com. I probably won't have boards in stock on the site if you're checking when at the time of listening to this. Unfortunately, I work a full-time job and try to do my best to work on boards when I have the free time. And, you know, it's a great hobby. But at the end of the day, work comes first. And if there's no boards on the site, just be patient. There's probably some papers up there or some floaties up there, so feel free to to snag some of those and show some support that way. But yeah, Doom Lagoon on Instagram, doomlagoon.com, doom.lagoon on TikTok, although I don't really post all there all that much, but I need to be better about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Noah, well, I appreciate you being on the show with us today, and uh, maybe when I head over to Houston, we will have you on live. Like, let's do a live recording together. Yeah, that would be awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Nash. No worries, man. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one. Tell your pops to say hello. I will. See ya.